Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Honor Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you're new to my tribe, I'd love for you to get my freebie, which is the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power. And you can get that free at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. Now, what we like to do at Light Warrior Radio is bring you new guests to help you get more into your wellness and wholeness. And um, so we have a lot of spiritual people that listen to the show and also people that are really interested in science, interestingly, and, and wellness and holistic health and things like that. So today's guest, I'm really excited, um, Adele Spragan is here. And she actually, we're going to be talking about brain patterning and procrastination and overwhelm. And I got to tell you, there are so many highly sensitive people, sensitive souls out there who are in this space of overwhelm. And sometimes, you know, they're, they're feeling guilty because they're overwhelmed. They can't seem to get anything done. Maybe they're procrastinating. And I had a big stint with that, and I'm a big doer. So those of you that have been following me for a while know that I do a lot. Um, but I had a big stint where I was really feeling guilty for procrastinating. And back then, I was literally in brain stress, overwhelm, and my body wasn't overwhelmed. I had fibromyalgia, kind of fatigue syndrome. And I guilted myself into pushing myself to do things I thought I needed to do. And then I realized later on that I wasn't so much procrastinating at that point. I was actually just tired just freaking tired. <laughs> so there was no energy or chi to actually do things. Like I didn't have the laundry done. I didn't have the you know, dishes done, you know, because I was just so tired and sick. But when I started feeling better, all of a sudden that procrastination just kind of went away, which is very interesting. Uh, and so we have different facets of what that is. But real procrastination we're going to talk about today and how that has to do, you know, with the brain. Let me tell you a little bit more about Adele here because um, this is very interesting. So she's an award-winning author, a thought leader, and an international speaker and trainer. She's been awarded a 2020 Woman of Inspiration Award, and in 2021, she was recognized as the top behavioral expert of the year. Her book, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment, has won three awards and a sweeping globe, transforming how people are setting and achieving their goals. After decades of feeling stuck in patterns of procrastination, avoidance, and quitting, all of which had her living her life below her fullest potential. Adele set out on a journey of discovery and learning her inquiry, why the personal and professional methodology she was following did not work for her. The result is the creation of her proprietary four-step repatterning technique, which she delivers through a member portal called the Pattern Maker Hub. Today, she supports thousands globally to achieve extraordinary levels of happiness, peace of mind, prosperity, goal achievement, and life fulfillment. So today we are going to be talking about this, um, you know, this behavioral um, root cause of procrastination overwhelm that is so common, um, you know, how brain patterns may affect us and how we feel, um, and, you know, more. So definitely I'm excited, uh, and a lot of us want to, like, how do we rewire our brain? So maybe a little bit on that as well. So without further ado, hello, Adele. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, Dr. Karen. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, this is pretty interesting stuff that you're uh, an expert in because uh, there are so many of us that are in the state of overwhelm. And this was even before the pandemic. <laughs> True. 
know, we tend to feel too much, some of us sensitive souls, but uh, would love to know, firstly, before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes, um, of just like your journey, you know, because we talked a little bit earlier about how you tried things, things didn't work, you're, you're kind of in this space of, you know, not feeling good about yourself and what was happening in your life. So walk us through your experience. Yeah, well, I've been on the path of personal development for, gosh, it's got to be 35 years now, Karen. And um, when I first started, I was following all of what was typically told to me to do. So people would say to me, okay, you know, you just have to think positive. And so I would go off and think positive and do all these affirmations. And then, oh, well, you know, maybe if you just have therapy, like that, that will work. So I did 10 years of therapy. And I became a meditation facilitator. I thought at one point, okay, well, maybe the Eastern traditions have more that I can take from. So I, I meditated like crazy. Years and years sitting on the meditation cushions. I became a Kundalini Yoga instructor. Wow. So, and I did, I, I am one of the few people who've done the thousand day Kriya, right? The same exercise that every single day for a thousand days, never missed a day. <laughs> so I was doing absolutely everything and yet a piece of me still felt broken. In fact, a big piece of me that all felt broken. I still felt there's something wrong with me. And so after I had done this for, gosh, 20, 25 years, I thought, it can't be me. It can't solely be me because I had done everything that every expert told me to do. If it was out there, I would do it. And so I, I went on a hunt to uncover how does my brain work? How does my brain work to deliver this message of not good enough, to make it impossible for me to get to my goals? One of my big patterns was quitting. Uh, every time I would start on a path and I would be really, really excited at the beginning of that path, and then I would hit snags along the journey and they would just have me quit and turn tail and run. And I could not, Karen, for all the life of me, get over that hurdle. So I decided, okay, I need to know how my brain is working and why these methods aren't working for me. So I enrolled in university. I went and I got my master's, and I wanted to study how the human brain makes decisions. And at the same time, because of all my meditation background, I was able to subjectively study myself as well. And I realized something. I realized we're, we're all of us following the wrong operating instructions. We're all living in this left-brain dominant world mm -hmm. in which we are taught that there is an image of perfection and a right mm -hmm. way and that everybody is supposed to follow that right way and get to this image. And as long as you follow the right instructions, there's no reason why you shouldn't get there. <laughs> is this sounding familiar? When somebody can't get there, then the problem is them, of course. So either you need to go back to the beginning and change the goal and start again, or, um, you know, there's something wrong with you, so just give up. And this was the path that I was on, and it was heartbreaking for me. So I realized, no, no, wait a minute. Our brain isn't making decisions in that way. We cannot control our behaviors because that's not where the origins of behaviors originate in. And so we'll get more into brain patterning and new operating instructions as we go through. But the first thing I want everybody who's listening to hear is there's nothing wrong with you. You've got this perfectly functioning brain. And once 
everybody knows how to work it. Um, and, and amongst my clients, 87% of the people reach their goals compared to a 20 to 25% wow. success rate. Yeah, it's huge. And But even more spectacular is the level of happiness and peace of mind and internal confidence that you start to feel when you start using your brain as it's designed to function. Mm, that is beautiful. Well, it's so funny that you talked about earlier, you know, the procrastinating and, and quitting um, because I'm thinking of all the things that you've done, especially that Kundalini yoga. I'm like, wow, you stuck with that. Most people would have quit. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's funny to hear you say about quitting. Um, well, there was one set, Karen. I, I just have to share this little piece of my history because it's so funny now that I reflect back. There was this one set where you did this very rapid bowing for 40 minutes. And I oh, yeah. did that every day until I actually shook my brain. I, I was seeing things in my environment. and <laughs> <laughs> I've done Kundalini Yoga, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I gave myself a slight concussion over those 40 days of doing that rapid bowing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's, it's good to hear your experience. It really is um, because people have been sometimes so dedicated, you know, to, to what they thought was the right thing to do and definitely a little bit shocking in some ways um, just hearing you say about, you know, the meditation practice and how dedicated you were to that and that just wasn't it for you. And so you have to go down this other path to really, you know, discover more like the science and the brain and how that works and I love what you talked about the term you know the the wrong operating system because I really resonate with that <laughs> that somehow it's like you know we we've been inserted or conditioned with this one but it's just not really working you know for, yeah. for a huge majority of people um, so so from your perspective um, you know, when people say, you know, I'm procrastinating, they're feeling guilty about it, you know, aside from what I mentioned before of just, you know, being completely exhausted and just not having the energy to do something, what do you say as a, you know, behavioral change expert, what do you, what do you say is the root cause of procrastination and or overwhelm, wherever you want to go with yeah. that? Yeah, well, let's start with procrastination because that was one of my biggest things, right? I would procrastinate a lot. Um, once I understood that the brain works on patterning, so let me just explain what I said. The human brain is unlike other animals. We're not born instinctively knowing what to do. We come into this world and we have to learn what actions we need to take based on the situations that we encounter. So our brain is very much a learning mechanism. Mm -hmm. But how it learns is every new situation that a person encounters, it stores a pattern in their brain. And from that, that situation, the action that the person took in that situation, it, it is then stored inside that brain's pattern, that brain patterning, okay? And the next time a person encounters a similar situation, it is that action that the, pat the pattern is going to default to. Okay, mm -hmm. so your actions are not driven by what's going on out there in the world. Your actions are driven by old patterns that got created, some of them very, very young in life, that continue to run and continue to take the same action over and over again, even if that action doesn't work today. So patterns don't really care if they are right or wrong. They, they don't even care if what they're doing is correct for the situation. 
The thing about our brain is it wants to default to those old patterns because that feels safe. If you took an action yesterday and survived it, according to your brain, you should survive again. Ah. Okay? So it just keeps defaulting. So what happens in procrastination? Well, what happened with me was every time I hit an internal snag, like take one of those businesses, I kept quitting. What happened was my brain just defaulted to that old habit, that old pattern, that old behavior that I was taking. And there was nothing I could do to change it because control doesn't work. We have a very misunderstanding that you ought to be able to know where you're going to go and control where you're going to go. But if you think about how the brain's working, just defaulting back to those old patterns, how can you possibly control when the pattern is in charge, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a pattern in my brain for quitting. I have a pattern in my brain for procrastinating. I had a pattern in my brain for overwhelm, and that just kept defaulting. So what did I need to do? Well, I had to stop trying to control what I should do and instead remove the pattern that was causing that behavior. Once I removed the pattern for procrastination, I had an opportunity to create a brand new pattern, one in which I wouldn't procrastinate, see? So that's the new operating instructions. It's a method of subtraction. Let's stop adding to our plate and let's start removing what doesn't work. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Overwhelm. What is it? Overwhelm is often two or more emotions colliding inside of us at the same time. Um, We think overwhelm is, again, given by the situation out there. We think it's because we've got too much on our plate. But actually, it's because you've got too many patterns all running at the same time, Mm. okay? When you've got all of these situations that you're trying to deal with out there, each one of those situations is triggering a different pattern. And boom, 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 you start running. Five, your brain tries, it can't, tries to start running four or five different patterns all at the same time. And because it can't, it just shuts down with overwhelm. It just goes, poof, I can't do this. And that's it, right? Okay, so what I say procrastination is, is avoidance. But what it is that we're avoiding is not the situation out there. It's the pattern that gets triggered inside. That's what we want to avoid. Okay. Right? So the avoidance of the pattern triggered inside. Yes. Yeah. That pattern drives, um, you know, feelings like in my case, like I, I had this feeling that I was broken. Right. So every time I tried to do something and I couldn't do it, that pattern got triggered. There's something wrong with me. Um, I'm a failure is how my brain started thinking. And the experience of that was helpless and hopeless and really uncomfortable. And so it was just easier for me to quit than to face those uncomfortable feelings. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And the overwhelm totally, you know, it totally makes a lot of sense to me, you know, as a spiritual healer, because we find that uh, a lot of sensitive people are not only just feeling their own stuff, <laughs> but they're actually feeling other people's stuff as well. And so right. it's like their 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 body, their brain, whatever, you know, it cannot process all of that information simultaneously. Exactly. There are some people in this world who are hyper alert to uh, every nuance in the room, right? Um, Every reaction, 
Every exactly right, and every single one of those. So let let's think about how a pattern gets triggered, Karen, because this is will be very helpful for your audience. The first thing that happens is information comes in through the senses. Okay, our brain has to then interpret that information coming in through the senses through past created patterns. So the information comes in through the senses. Somebody's hyper alert is flooded with a lot of sensory data because their awareness is everywhere. It is mm -hmm. on the flicker of that person's eye. It's on the fake smile over in that person's face, right? And mm -hmm. it's just hyper aware. And so all of that sensory data is not um, able to be filtered, and that's what's happening. So what happens then in a hypersensitive person Information comes in, triggers a different pattern. New information comes in immediately from somebody else, triggers a different pattern. New information from this experience over there triggers a different pattern. And it's just this constant triggering, 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 triggering with no grounding. Okay? That's what creates that overwhelm. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what is going on with folks. Um, Wow. Yeah, there's one and that can be close. my book too because, you know, it's just sensitive people just are just bombarded. And, and, you know, you talked about the senses, you know, like how they're seeing, feeling, you know, that kind of thing. And, and then they have these psychic senses, you know, mm -hmm. that see, hear, feel stuff that the regular person may not see, hear, feel, or, you know. And, and so that's like, like millions of bits of data coming yes. in. Yes, yes. And that hyper alertness is, you know, you and I were chatting before when, before we came online and um, Dr. Karen was saying, yeah, my audience is more right brain. And that's exactly where it comes from. So, you know, if we, if we want to get into the difference between the hemispheres mm -hmm. and the difference between the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere, it's really intriguing to know what that difference is and to know why some people are so aware of their environment and other people are blind to it basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know some people like that family included yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so if, if you want me to go there i can certainly uh go off in that direction and we can look at the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere yeah, let's and do a little bit of that okay so sitting here right now karen your our brain your brain my brain every listener's brain is doing two equally important tasks at exactly the same time okay one task is to hone in on the words that are being spoken and to use information that the brain has already stored from the past to interpret those words so the information coming in through the senses in this case is hearing is coming in and the brain is taking all of that sensory data and pulling information from its past and going oh yeah I know what that word past means right and mm -hmm. and honing in and filtering okay takes a lot of concentration a lot of narrowing in equally at exactly the same time you need to be aware of everything in your space on the lookout for potential danger that may be there but maybe not okay so, you know, maybe there might be possibility of a fire in my kitchen right now. And if my brain isn't aware and drinking in everything in this current environment, it may miss the fact that there's a fire in the kitchen. Make sense? So mm -hmm. even though it's not there, I have to be alert to it. 
So equally at the same time, your brain has to have this broad, sustained, open awareness for everything in its environment and hone in and filter out all the stuff in its environment. Make sense? Yeah. In order to concentrate. Perfect. How does nature solve this dilemma? Because you cannot do both of those things simultaneously. So how nature did it is absolutely brilliant, as she always is. She severed the brain in two. And she said, okay, right brain, you be in charge of, of being aware of everything in your environment. Left brain, you be in charge of zeroing in and honing in on what's actually going on so you can concentrate, okay? Mm. All right, so here we are. All this information is coming in from our right hemisphere, and ideally, it is passed over to the left hemisphere, where the left hemisphere interprets. So the words are first coming into the right hemisphere. The right hemisphere passes that information over to the left and says, okay, left, use what you've already learned from the past, interpret these words. And ideally, that information should be passed back to the right for integration into what's actually going on in this current moment, okay? Mm. What's happened in our modern day world is that passing back of the information to the right hemisphere for integration and for context, that has been lost to us. So our left hemisphere is now largely trying to go it alone. So our right hemisphere is still drinking it all in, still passing it over to the left for interpretation, and then left is interpreting it within itself. Tell me if I'm making sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that is because of our overdominant education of our left hemisphere. It's just left us cut off from our our context of the of the present moment, the now, where we really ought to be living. What's actually going on here in this moment? We're largely caught up in past creative patterns and spinning information through them, trying to interpret the world through them. You want to know the root cause of anxiety? It's right there. Mm. That is why most people on this planet are becoming more and more and more anxious. It is because yes, the left are. hemisphere is, is trying to go it alone and can't. Yeah, they're trying to, quote, unquote, make sense of it all. Yeah, yeah. So now people who are hyper alert, hyper vigilant to their environment, sensitive people, they're drinking in all this information right, and, and trying to interpret it through their left hemisphere, but without the ability to pass it back readily to the right hemisphere for grounding and for context, it just becomes more and more overwhelming. So the right hemisphere keeps drinking in, keeps passing it to the left, the left just keeps trying to figure it all out, right? Right, that's and, exactly um, Yeah. figure it out figure it out, overthink it, um, trying to understand it, asking why. All of those questions are left brain questions. Yes. Well, and it seems to me that, uh, you know, that approach is a lot slower <laughs> than being able to use our whole brain. Right. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Exactly. So once we know how to work with the brain, we create that feedback loop within the brain using both of our hemispheres. And uh, the, the person just feels extremely grounded, okay? So, and aware of and able to utilize the information in the current moment, okay? Mm. So, and that is, 
from a meditation facilitator's perspective, that to me is the source of enlightenment. Being grounded in the current moment and able to know exactly what's going on here now and not constantly filtering through the past. Yes. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Wow, that's amazing. Can you give us uh, an example from your from your you know course or practice of, of someone who, you know, we don't need names of course, but you know who is struggling with a particular pattern and what happened when they work with you and you know where they are right now? Yeah, I mean, one of the most well, one of the most surprising things about learning how to work with patterns is just how exceptionally brilliant our brain is and when it comes to solutions. So I'm going to give an example because I know some of your some of your listeners are into health and wellness, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give an example, a food example, just good one. <laughs> All right, good. Okay. So this particular client of mine, she came to me and she said, "Adele, I'm, ad- I'm addicted to sugar." And she mm-hmm. said, "But, but," she says, "if you have a magic wand and you said, Adele, I can tap." and take away your addiction to sugar. She said, please don't tap. She said, I don't know what I'd do without it. And I said, no problem. I'm not going to tap. I'm not going to take away sugar from you. I said, instead, I'm going to give you a four-step repatterning technique so that you can just gently remove that pattern for eating sugar from your brain. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I gave her this four-step technique. Every week we would have a coaching call, and every week I would say, how's the sugar eating going? Well, no change, no change, no change, until about the fifth week, fifth or sixth week. Mm-hmm. And then I said to her, now one of the things that this woman used to do, one of her surefire signs that she had this sugar addiction, was every time she went to the grocery store, she would have to compulsively walk down the candy aisle. And she had, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She could, she would go to the grocery store sometimes just to go to the candy aisle. But if she didn't, if she was trying to avoid the candy aisle, she would find herself there, right? Just seemingly swept there by herself. And she had candy everywhere. She had it hidden in all the drawers. She had it in all the mm, cupboards. Sounds like my husband, how he used to be. <laughs> she ate it all day long. Anyway, so about this fifth, sixth week, I said to her, so how's the sugar eating going? And she paused. She stopped. And she said, she said, you know what? She said, I have a piece of pie in the fridge at work. And she said, and I didn't eat it. And then she said, come to think of it. She said, I haven't had sugar all week. And then she kind of did one of these, oh, my goodness moments, right? And she said, oh, my gosh, Adele. She said, I went to the candy store yesterday, and I did not go down the candy aisle. And from there on in, that pattern for eating sugar was gone. She just never thought to eat sugar again. But here's the difference between working with patterns and working with control. She stepped out of an identity in which eating sugar was who she was into an identity in which she had never eaten sugar in her life. If you think about how your brain works, that makes total sense, right? You have a neural pathway in your brain that learned when you're little, repeatedly taking the same action over and over again. Now just imagine if somebody could just gently reach in and just pull that pattern out and just drop it on the outside of your brain, right? Mm -hmm. There is no pattern for eating sugar. It's not like you're fighting it all the time. It's not like she's hanging on trying not to eat it. I mean, she went on to lose over 150 pounds from that moment on. But it was just because 
she no longer was even a person who had ever eaten sugar. Now, I have done, and that's what happened with me with my quitting. I just went from somebody who quit to an identity in which somebody did. I was just somebody who didn't quit. I used to have panic attacks. I went from somebody who had panic attacks to just somebody who never had panic attacks. It's that powerful because our brain has what is called plasticity. It is constantly trying to it's rewire, right? Constantly trying to upgrade, constantly trying to get you to, to be aligned with this current moment. And when we know how to use it, when we give it a tool to do that, it does it readily. It's in its design. It's built like that. So don't get stuck with anything. All of those little voices inside of you that says that might be saying, I'm not good enough like mine, right? Or I hate myself like mine. All that anxiety, all that panic attacks, all that overwhelm, all that procrastination. It is all just driven by patterns. Get a technique where you can just remove the pattern and you will no longer be affected by it. That's great. Well, what I love about this is that you know, there's there's no guilt involved, right? Like you said, there's no forcing, controlling. Yeah. I have to control myself not to go down the candy aisle or force myself to starve all day or anything like that. It, it just seems like by removing the pattern um, and then so that it's like you never were, you know, a, a sugarholic or whatever it is, uh, then it just seems like it comes with so much more ease, like natural. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to force anything. You got it. We swim in a world of what I call blame and shame mm -hmm. because we aren't taught about patterns. So our entire world is, once we have a problem, it's like, whose fault is it? That's the first question the left brain will ask. <laughs> Typically, it will be you. <laughs> whose fault is it? Oh, it's mine, of course. <laughs> um, and then how do we fix it? Okay. So that is a very left brain way of dealing with issues. A whole brain way of dealing with issues is, oh, we have a problem, okay? That problem is because we have an underlying pattern that giving rise to that problem. Okay, great. A whole brain would just say, all right, brain has plasticity. Let's just change that pattern in the brain, and the whole problem just goes away. And with it, remarkable solutions, because think about it. You created patterns in the past when you were little, when you were very small, Likely, you weren't good enough when you were five years old at doing the task you were trying to do. But regardless of whether you were good at it or not, your brain stored that pattern. Today, as an adult, you've got all this adult faculties, right, that your brain gets to call on once you remove the old pattern. Mm. And so that's why the new solutions are so remarkable, because they're not relying on that little five-year-old anymore. They're relying on the... 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 20-year-old, however you are, how old you are now. Right. That's great. So, um, Adele, let's uh, share with folks um, your website, and then we can kind of go into, you know, your book and then what they can find in the book. Sure. So my website is my name, Adele at adelespragan.com, two Gs. Um, and, yeah, in the, in the website, you can find access to free training. You can find you can get a copy of my book for free. <laughs> and what? all I ask is yeah, all I ask is people pay for shipping. I'm really out, Dr. Karen, to change this world, to really rescript the way that we handle problems and the way we see ourselves because 
the world needs new patterns, new ways of, of understanding itself. So that's my goal. So yeah, grab my book for free. Go in there and get free training. Um, and yeah, let's let's be super gentle with ourselves and understand our power because we're powerful beings. Mm, that's fascinating. And it looks like on your website you have like a free introductory course. Yes, there's a free um, there's a free training in there about right brain left brain. You'll find it fascinating, and you can also get 30 day access to all of my training. So you can get 30 days access to my um, how to change a pattern, and just go in there, give it a try. Mm, fantastic! Oh, that's brilliant! Awesome! Awesome! Yes. Yeah, so I'm just going to spell your um, you know your site just for those that missed it earlier. So a d e l e s p r a g g o n dot com. So adelspragan dot com is where you go, and um, you can check out the free resources at the very bottom, as well as if you want to check um, uh, the store and membership, and of course more about the book. Uh, and that's fantastic. Um, I, I I need more, like I need a bigger house for all the books that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's really, really great. So thank you for that. And I just realized I gave my email address, didn't I, instead of my website. Sorry about that. No, Thanks for catching me. The website. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're good. You're good. And, and so what if somebody wanted to work with you one-on-one? -on -one? Do you still do that? I do. I do take in a few one-on-one clients. Um, I, I reserve five spots for one-on-one -on -one clients um, at a time. So, yeah, I mean, if people are interested, that's certainly an option. Sometimes you might have to wait like a month until somebody else clears the spot. But I always make room because there are, you know, sometimes those, those things, those problems that we face, they're very sensitive initially. And some people prefer to be just by themselves, right? And that's great. Right, and and maybe um, yeah, I, I think the really cool thing is having both in your group and your one on ones that accountability, so that you don't feel like you're alone. Yeah, but but I should say, working with patterns is different than therapy, because in therapy you really have to dive into what the issues are, and you're really looking for the originating incident and all of that. Mm -hmm. With patterns, it's a tool that you get, and I like to say I put the tool in your pocket. Right. Mm. Um, I want the person to feel empowered no matter what they face, now or in the future. If you have the tool in your pocket, you're able to deal with it yourself. It's like, okay, I've got a pattern that's running. This pattern isn't working for me. I'm just going to apply these four stabs, and then a new pattern will take its place. So that, to me, is really important for people to know because it's not like in my group calls we're sharing a whole bunch of private stuff. We're not. Right. We're learning a tool, and there's, there's a difference. Got it, got it. Now, do you have um, recorded and live trainings, or how does that Yes, work? yes. So um, you can do it yourself in the Pattern Maker Hub, or you can join me in a live group, and they're always eight weeks, but I do them on different topics. So everybody starts with the four-step repatterning technique. You need that tool in your pocket. Mm -hmm. But then I have courses on repatterning money, repatterning mindset, repatterning the past, so past traumas, mm -hmm. repatterning for enlightenment. Um, uh, what else do I have in there? Relationships, leadership, creativity, you name it. <laughs> it's in there, Karen. Okay. So, yeah. 
<laughs> so you're saying in, in the eight weeks, the four, first four weeks is doing the tool, and the second four weeks is doing the top? Uh, no, it, it does take eight weeks to learn the tool and master it. So the oh, first okay, okay. program is an eight-week program. Okay. And then afterwards, then, if somebody wants to continue doing some of the specific yes. specialty work, they can. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, pattern makers, once they... They start to geek out on the brain <laughs> what's available <laughs> to them. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is fantastic. That is great. Um, so you know, uh, with what you know, what we're talking about, are there any other you know tidbits, tips, tools, or anything else you want to mention here, um, or how best to use the book? You know, if they bought the book or got the book through you, you know. Um, before we end for today? Yeah, yeah. So the book has all the four steps in it. But I, I would, it might be helpful just to know what the new operating instructions are. Um, and all of this is in the book. But basically how, how I suggest you work from now on is set a goal, set the direction that you want to go in. But then don't ask, how do I get to that goal? Okay? That's the wrong question. Here's the right question. Why am I not at that goal today? You'll notice that as you ask that question, a whole bunch of actions, behaviors, beliefs start coming to mind. Things that you should be doing that you're not doing. Things that maybe you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Um, behaviors that you're adopting. Beliefs about yourself, about the situation, about the world. Great. Under every single one of those actions, behaviors, beliefs, there runs a brain pattern. Then you get my book. Work on the, learn the four steps, remove that brain pattern, and then you will be taking different actions, so different behaviors, different beliefs. So those are the new in operating instructions in a nutshell. Set the goal. Don't ask, how do I get there? Ask, why am I not there today? And then remove everything that is stopping you from being that. Ooh, yeah, that's great. New operating instructions. Yeah, I think the quality of the question begets the quality of the results. And so that's a really good point that a lot of people say, you know, I need a job, right? I need money, I need a job. So their first thing is, well, how do I get a job? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like you said, is, is not the, the, the quickest, fastest, most efficient or effective way uh, or the question to, to ask yourself. Um, that's right. Take advantage of... of you know, the this um, you know this removal of the patterns and sh shifting the behaviors. Um, so you know, people can literally you know do this what you just said and um, take a look at the book and learn those four steps and start removing these non you know helpful brain patterns for themselves. Correct? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, some people are readers, and that's why it's in a book format. But if you're not, just go in the Pattern Maker Hub and just access the video lessons in there. And it's the same information in the book. The book has a lot more case studies, a lot more stories and um, um, uh, examples of how to use it. But the same information is in the Pattern Maker Hub as well. So for video learners, just go there. Yeah, and I, I just want to add on one more thing that Dr. Karen said. Um, you know, you, you say you want to get a goal and you're saying, oh my gosh, you know, how do I get to that goal? Well, the reason that that question is so ineffective was is because if you had a pattern in your brain 
that already could take you to that goal, you would be there. Mm -hmm. The reason we have to change the operating instructions is because if you're not getting to your goal, it is just simply because you don't yet have a pattern to get to that goal. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It's not that anything needs fixing. You just don't yet have the right pattern. Once you have the right pattern, you'll easily take that step. It will be effortless. That's what every participant finds. It's just effortless. Mm, we love that word, effortless. <laughs> and and just to clarify, because I know I can feel into some people wanting to ask this piece, you know, when we remove the old operating system, is that true that every time we do that, we do those four steps that the quote-unquote right one or the optimal one comes in based on your goals? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> um, Yes, so, and there's two reasons to that I say that. And <coughs> sorry, Karen, I just have to take a drink of water. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is it that just removing the old pattern delivers the results that you want to get? Well, there's two reasons for that. First of all, every fiber of your being is always trying to get you aligned with your goals. There is nothing in you that wants to sabotage you or that wants to hurt you in any way. Your brain is constantly trying to align you to get you to the current moment and to um, support your success. Okay? That's the first thing to know. So you set the goal, and that goal is now planted in the subconscious regions of your brain. You don't need to keep it running. It's not like an affirmation. Your brain already knows what you want. It, it knows you want this happiness, this success, this confidence. Okay, now you start removing the old patterns. And again, remember I said that now you're using all the faculties that you've learned up to date. So now you've got all of this adult material to start to pull from. And so now you're a lot more capable than you were when you were five years old when you first created the pattern. And then the subconscious now, in efforts to create the new pattern, looks to the goal and goes, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Karen wants to do this, right? That's what she's expecting. And so the new pattern just automatically takes you in a step in that direction. Okay? Make sense? So you've got, you're just stepping, stepping, stepping towards your goal. But here's the difference. When you set a goal and you use your and you start fixing yourself through striving, through changing and efforts to get to that goal, you may achieve that goal. But how many of you have noticed the people who are unhappy when they get there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? Be me. <laughs> yeah, why? Because the goal was set as a fix, as if something was broken in you, rather than as you know, your potential, right? Right. So we right. set a goal. We remove the patterns that are preventing us from being to that goal. When we take a step, yes, in the direction of the goal, but maybe slightly to the right, okay? Then we remove the patterns there, and we take another step. And this time we step slightly to the left of that goal, and then we remove those patterns, take another step, slightly to the right. And this time we're slightly above the goal. Okay, we set, take another, we deconstruct those patterns that are stopping us. We take another step, and suddenly we've landed amongst the stars. Okay, so, and we're happy and peaceful and going, wow, I didn't know I had that potential in me. That's the difference between pattern making and goal setting. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. There's so many times where we make goals and then we feel guilty that mm-hmm. we didn't do what we say we were going to do, knowing full well that, well, this is what I have to do, you know, to get to that goal. So this is a great strategy, you know, not, not having to go that old route and struggle. You might as well do this piece because it looks a lot more graceful, a lot more gentle and natural, really. Yeah. Yes, and natural. I love that word because that, that is it. It's natural. It's just our education that makes it seem different, right? Because we've just been educated that you should be able to strive and set goals and know where you're going and all of that stuff. And that's just all left brain dominance. Amazing, amazing. So Adele, do you think that, uh, that our education system will, you know, in the future change to accommodate this you know, information, this new um, perspective, if you will? I do, actually, because I see, what I see is happening today, which is really delightful, is these changes, these advances in neuroscience, coupled with the introduction of artificial intelligence, is really causing us to take a fresh look at who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. And to ask the question, what makes us different? What's different about us? And a lot of the old philosophies, which positioned us as being, you know, um, better than nature, different from nature, outside of nature, mm-hmm. all of that now is going to fall apart, okay? Mm-hmm. And in the process, though, we are going to come to what I call true humanity. That's where I'm seeing us going, right? The the beautiful thing about patterns, the beautiful thing about our brains is that it is deeply connected to other brains around us. And every person who is sensitive knows that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. There is an intertwining that is occurring at the level of group that most people in the level of individual miss. But when we are able to align our brain with what's actually going on in the current moment, that ability to act on behalf of the group just becomes natural. And I know I may be losing some of your your people right now. I mean, I know I'm getting really into the world of philosophy here. But what I really want to just point out is that our brain is so much more than what we believe it to be today. It has so much more capacity and it is so much more um, able to operate at two different levels, at the level of individual and at the level of group. And I think we're advancing now to the level of group, guys. I think we're moving from individual consciousness to group consciousness. I do believe that as well. Yes, yes. Oh, that's very inspiring. Uh, so Adele's website, everyone, is adelespragan.com, spelled A-D-E-L-E-S-P-R-A-G-G-O-N.com. And you can get a copy of the book, just pay for shipping, as well as access to some free trainings and uh, the ability to get in on some of the group trainings as well. And um, wow, what a wonderful way to really shift um, just our whole experience of life and getting to where we say we want to go faster, easier, quicker, uh, with less pain, struggle, and (laughs) like, you know, browbeating. And no guilt. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Cancel the guilt. Cancel the guilt. Uh, Adele, it's been a great pleasure interviewing you today. Thank you so much for the work that you do for the world. No, thank you for having me on. And and I love what 
what every podcast host does. So thank you, Karen, too, for spreading the message. Mm, my pleasure. And we want to just thank everyone for listening in. Until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.